Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 110. Today, I'm going to talk about our little trip, me and my husband. Me and my husband, is that correct? English? I don't even know. Forewarning, I'm really tired. So this could be interesting. But anyway, I'm going to talk to you about our trip to South Dakota. We took a little trip because um, Brad, my husband, will be um, busy on the ranch with a... See, I'm already stumbling over my words. (laughs) We have calving season, which basically means all the mama cows have babies. And so we're pretty much like married to the cows until around May. (laughs) So, um, that's the last chance we had to get away. Um, anyway, I wanted to tell you about it. I found some really cool stuff. Um, we went antiquing and I had a really interesting experience with a ghost at our hotel room. So I know this is a day late because we got home late from picking up the dogs from the doggy babysitter and I was just spent completely out of energy and we got home kind of late. So anyway, this is why this episode is out a day late and I'm really sorry. I'm still spent. I has no spoons left. Like whatever you want to say, I am done. Um, but I wanted to tell you guys about my trip. So um, we went up there for what, like five days four days anyway we went up there we actually went to Deadwood South Dakota um it's an old mining town and now it's um really tourist it's a tourist trap (laughs) for gambling and um all the cool like wild west um museums and things like like that that they have up there it's also really well known for having a lot of hauntings and spirits around And we've been there plenty of times. And yeah, I come in contact with spirits. But this time was a little bit different. (laughs) So because I'm an introvert and I also do not gamble, um, we would spend the day together. And then in the afternoons or late afternoons and evenings, Brad would go gamble and play cards or whatever. And I would stay in the room. I was uh, doing a little writing and reading and just kind of enjoying, you know, being absolutely alone and it being like decently quiet so I was you know full introvert from like 4 p.m on (laughs) so the first night that I was there by myself I started to notice like first of all the curtains would like kind of I don't know not waft what's the word anyway they would move and and just one side of them because I thought well maybe it's a draft in the room you know it's cold it's snowy maybe it's a draft so I just kind of shrugged it off and I and I continued to write. I had my laptop out and it kind of like that, n- that noise, not the noise, <laughs> the movement kept catching, you know, the, the corner of my eye, my peripheral on my right side. I was like, what the fuck is going on over there? So I actually moved like the big drapes were, were shut. So I opened the big drapes to see if the other part was moving and it never did move again. I'm like, okay. I'm just alone and creeping myself out um, because I watch way too much Criminal Minds. So, oh, to back up, this is how much I watch. (laughs) I watch too much murder shows. So the room that we were in, (laughs) you know, was okay. Um, But it wasn't like super, you know, nice. It didn't have deadbolts. It didn't have anything. It just had a lock. So I would wedge something under the door so that nobody could push the door open. And if they tried, you know, they would really, really have to try hard to pop it open. And if they did, I was hoping that that would, like, discourage them. 
because I was afraid. And then I also put my uh, straightener in the door, or I mean in the window, like sill part, so where the window would slide back and forth if you did try to open it so that it wouldn't open all the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm paranoid. So anyway, <laughs> back to the ghost. So I'm just sitting there doing my thing, typing on my computer. Um, I didn't have any music on. I love the quiet while I'm writing. I love it to be absolutely still. So anyway, there I am typing away and all of a sudden I swore somebody touched me on my right side like on the upper arm area right below my shoulder. I'm like what the fuck and I kind of turned my head and I'm gonna get this question. You're a psychic medium. How did you not know how did you not know right away that there was a ghost in the room? I assumed there was a ghost in the room. Um, when I go places, if there's a shitload of spirits or a place that's known to have a bunch, I pretty much close myself off. I don't want to do that. That's, I, I just want to do my own thing. I don't be bugged by ghosts. And I pretty much just block them all out. It's kind of like if you're a mom, you have that mom switch where you can completely, you know, just ignore some annoying noise or whatever it is, right? So that's kind of how I am with ghosties. Like I just turn on like my ghosty mom switch or off and I ignore them. Um, I set an intention that I do not want to communicate with them. I don't want them to communicate with me. I talk to my guides before I go on vacation and that's just kind of how I always do it. So anyway, touch me on my fucking arm. And at that point I'm like, okay, this is like, don't do that. You know, if that's what's going on, fuck off. And I got up, got a glass of water, sat back down on the bed, continued doing my thing. And this time, um, it like touched my, my shirt enough that it, I felt my shirt move on my arm, like my sleeve. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like it wasn't just pressure. This time I felt pressure plus my, my shirt, it moved and it freaked me out. I'm like, seriously, don't fucking touch me. And, you know, I put up my little bubble around myself and in the room. I'm like, just go away. And then I, you know, turned my switch back off. Like, leave me alone. Like, I just want to be a fucking muggle for a little bit. Like, go away. So, um, I continue. And it kind of, it stayed away for the most part for like, wow, like at least another two hours. Because by the time it decided to pop back in again, I was reading. So I'm sitting there and I'm reading my book, fabulous book by the way, um, and I felt it touch me again. This time like, you know, like your love handle area. And Because I, I was on my side reading like that because, I don't know, I contort myself in all kinds of positions while I read because I get sore, like my back gets sore because I'm fucking old. But anyway, I'm laying on my side <laughs> reading my book and all of a sudden I feel my love handle like squish, like the Pillsbury Doughboy, do like somebody went woo and post, like, poked it with their finger. So I got up and I'm like, listen here, motherfucker, like get the hell out of my room. This is not okay. And the moment I opened up that communication, I smelled him. He was dirty, smelled like musty dirt. Um... And I immediately got the feeling that he spent most of his time in the mines there. So I'm guessing he died in the mines or died there. But anyway, he was an old miner and he was a dirty, pervy asshole. So um, 
I'm just going about my way. I'm like, get the fuck out of my room. Like, I am not playing this time. Like, you have to leave. So he did. He he left, and um, I don't know where he went or whatever, but he, he left me alone um, until the next night. <laughs> um, and then he just kept – I 100% would bet that he goes from room to room um, touching females because Brad never had one interaction with him. Um, and I asked Brad, you know, hey, do you feel, have you been touched or, you know, physically touched by a ghostie? And he was like, no. So I'm assuming it was all um, females. So so a bunch of young, really loud females were in the next room over that checked in, like the second day we were there. And he disappeared. So I'm assuming he went over there and was, you know, poking and annoying them. I don't even know if they would have known because... I, just by the sounds of things, they were pretty much wasted the whole time they were there. Um, and we did see them, like, do the, like, hungover walk of shame to their cars on the, their car um, in the parking lot the last day we were there so they could leave. So I don't know as if they would have even noticed um, if he did touch them. But I know that while they were there, he left me alone. Um, so he ended up, so that was, so Friday is when we got there. He didn't bother me that night. It was Saturday night. So then Sunday night, he left me alone. Monday, I'm there by myself again, Monday night. And he starts in again. And finally, I was like, I am not fucking playing. Like, this is it. Like, I thought maybe at first, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, well, maybe I'm just being paranoid. Maybe he really did need some help, whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll talk to you. And he had no intention of talking to me. He didn't communicate at all other than what I could get off of him. Him just being there, being a stinky, pervy guy who worked in the mines. Um, Nothing wrong with working in the mines, but being a perv, 100% is. So, um, he ended up touching me again on Monday night and I banished him from the room. I'm like, that's the, it. that's it. I'm sorry. I thought, you know, I thought maybe you were going to be a nice guy. Maybe you had something going on that you really needed help with, but fuck that. I banished him from that room. Um, I haven't had time to look up like who would have died in that area or um, so many people died in Deadwood. It would be really hard for me to figure out what specific one, uh, who he was, but that was my interaction with Mr. Ghosty at the, the the hotel that I'm in. I guarantee if I went back, he would be there. I would imagine that's just what he does. He just hangs out and touches women and does his pervy little thing. So that was that was that. So we 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 did fun stuff <laughs> like during the day when I wasn't being bugged by Mr. Ghosty. Um, we did. All like I realized during this vacation that I'm I'm an old person. Um, we went antiquing. <laughs> like during the day, we went around to all the cool antique shops. I found such cool shit. So I had like some things in my mind that I really wanted, and I had a I was looking out for those things specifically, and I ended up getting um I think everything but one. Um, one item that I was looking for, I did not find one that I liked, like that was, mm, that just called to me. This is called, let's just say that. Um, but I found all kinds of other stuff. I, I found, what else? Oh, 
So I found this really cool old mortar and pestle and it's like brass and I cleaned it up as best as I could and it is so beautiful. It's got like leaf filigree type stuff on it. It's got little handles and on the bottom it says made in Greece. It's really really pretty. I need to look up and see if I can find any comps online to see what it's actually worth because I didn't pay that much for it for what it weighs and um, how ornate it is. It's actually just gorgeous cannot wait to bless these items and start using them um but I found that I found some other things that it's kind of a surprise I'm gonna go live on Instagram here um at 5 30 p.m today and I'm gonna show you guys everything I got and then and why and what I'm gonna use them for um and then we hit up oh my gosh I hadn't gone crystal shopping since quarantine so I went, or we went, and we went to a couple crystal shops, shopped for myself, and then a friend's birthday <laughs> happened to have been on the first. So I spent time um, finding her some crystals and some fun items at the antique shops that we were um, frequenting. We actually went back to a couple more than once, um, or twice. <laughs> I had to go back. I'm like, wait, I saw that thing and I really, really think I want it. And I would go back and I, my, my, my idea or my frame of mind with that kind of stuff is like, okay, unless it really, really calls to me, I'm not going to get it right then. I'll like think about it. And if I really think that I want it, I'll go back. And if it's still there, then it's meant to be. That's kind of just, I don't know, the way I decide whether things are supposed to come home with me or not. Um, but we had so much fun. I love that Brad lets me antique and he did too. He loves old, um, coins and different kinds of money. Um, so he got some stuff. I got my stuff and we were just, it was just a really fun time. We hadn't had any time outside of this town by ourselves for any length of time other than like a day trip. Um, so it was really nice to connect and to be able to get out and, you know, just be a muggle other than the stinking ghost. It was really fun. So speaking of all of these tools that I'm going to show on my Instagram live. Okay, so there was a question in the Witchy Woman Friends group about um, taking pictures of your altars or other sacred things. These are my beliefs and how I do it and you are in no way, shape or form uh, obligated to do them or feel about this the way I do. Just going to put that out there. You do you. Um, but the way I do mine is I do not photograph my actual altars. I, um, my working altar, my altars to my deities, I don't um, normally photograph those. I will stage something to show an example of an altar or how I would do a specific deity's altar, but it's never my own personal stuff. If that makes any sense. It's never the real thing. And these tools that I got, I will show them on the Instagram live. But after I have cleansed and blessed them for my sacred work, they won't be shown online again. And I feel like it keeps things, I don't know, it's, it's just a belief that I have. I think that once something is sacred and it's supposed to be for my spirituality and my, pra my witchcraft practice, it's no longer... Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think the public can view or has the right to view that anymore. And that's just my own thing. You don't have to do that. Um, and also for me, it feels like they're sacred. So I feel like, you know, it's, 
it's exposing my tools to energy on the internet that I'd rather not have them exposed to because I use them for all kinds of magical and sacred workings and I don't want the image of my tools being corrupted energetically by some rando that doesn't like me or I rub them wrong and they want to you know throw some energy at my tools so anyway I do not photograph them after I've blessed them if you have seen my tools it's either an example of a tool or I use or it is um a uh, picture of it before I've actually cleansed and blessed it I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on that. I'll probably post that question on Instagram and uh, see if that, see what you guys think of it, I guess. Um, It's not something I always have done. I think in the beginning of my practice, it didn't really dawn on me that people could um, come after me in that way. And that doesn't, I'm not saying that to me paranoid, um, because that's just one reason I don't, I don't take pictures of my actual altars and things. It's just one of the reasons. Um, but as I as I grew and as I developed my practice, I had just made the conscious decision that these items um, are intimate and special and sacred and therefore n- not going to be put online. And again, <laughs> this is just the way I do it. If you do it differently or have different beliefs, that's okay. So... Let's talk about books. <laughs> so every time I go up to the Black Hills, we stop in Rapid City because there's a couple places that I have to go every time. And one of them is the bookstore. I love getting books from a bookstore. I love all books and I buy them online as well. But if I have the chance to actually go in and touch them and smell a bookstore, that sounds really weird. But I love the smell of like, it's it's a very distinct smell. You go in and you, it's a paper and ink smell. It just, I love it. So anyway, I went in and I got a couple different books. The first one I got um, is Demonic Foes, and it's by Richard Gallagher, MD. And it's he says it's a 25 years as a psychiatrist investigating possessions, diabolical attacks, and the paranormal. So anyway, it's a it's a book about you know ghosties being awful. Um, the next one I got was The Magic of Marie Laveau, um, Embracing the Spiritual Legacy of the Voodoo Queen of New Orleans by Denise Alvarado. I am not getting this book so I can practice voodoo. This is just knowledge. I like to know a small amount of a lot of things, and this is how I do it. I read all kinds of books. This is just for my knowledge, um as to what it is the other reason I got this book is because I'm not familiar very familiar at all with voodoo or hoodoo and I want to make sure nothing I am doing is culturally cultural appropriation um I just want to I just want to put that out there um voodoo hoodoo all that that is a closed practice um as far as I know and I just want to be more informed on um on this particular practice because there are some like powders and things and herbs that I use and I don't know if they are supposed to be used by somebody outside the practice or not even though they're sold to the public I just want to be I want to be informed and I think her story is a unique one and I like reading about that stuff the next one I got is called The Path of a Christian Witch by Adelina St. Clair. And no, I'm not changing my path. I'm not a Christian witch. But I have so many 
listeners that are Christian witches and have a lot of questions about it. And I thought I would read this book and then I'll do a review of it. That way, um, if if I like it, if, it, if I feel like it's got some value for you guys, um, I, I will recommend it or whatever. And um, it does, like, I just flipped through it really quickly. And like one of the chapters, hang on, let me get to it. <laughs> one of the chapters was is on dealing with contradictions like the merging of your witchcraft and christianity and i thought that that in particular is going to be very helpful so that i can um, understand how you can weave this this practice in christianity together that was my book haul <laughs> i am I'll, i'm gonna get them all read and i will make sure that i give um that i give a review and probably i'll probably write a blog um review about it um, that way you guys can have all that information and make the choice for yourself whether you want to read it or not. All in all, it was a really fun trip. I missed the crap out of my animals, my fur babies, and my plant babies. Like, it sounds ridiculous. Like, I got home and I, we picked up the dogs and came home and the cats were all excited to see us. And I was super excited to see them. And the next thing I did was, like, go to my plant, the, the grow cabinet, and, like, check on all my plants, make sure that my daughter had taken care of them. And she did. She did a wonderful job. They're all happy. Um, and then I went and checked the plant room and all of the bigger plants, and they were all great. So I appreciate that she took care of them while we were gone. Um, uh, as long as she could. She could only stay till uh, Sunday afternoon because she has, you know, a job. <laughs> so um, they were on, the cats and the plants were on their own from like Sunday night until Tuesday when we got home. Which she put out like crap loads of food and water. So the cats are fine. Cats are like, mm, you're cool when you're here, but whatever if you're not. Um, <laughs> so, and my, my, all my plants are on timers for their lights. So that was, that was easy to take care of that it was just their watering and some of them are finicky and I get super worried because I am a crazy plant nerd I guess <laughs> so yeah that was my trip I wanted to share it with you guys this is a shorter episode and I'm sorry uh but I am spent like seriously I got up this morning with all the intention in the world to like do all of these things and I have gotten like maybe a fourth of them done I have like swept and mopped and took care of like some little things that I needed to do online and that is it that's all I've done I am so oh I worked out but I am actually going to do this and then I'm gonna go take a nap <laughs> because I'm fucking spent so I hope you guys had a really great week so far um next week the episode will be on time on Tuesday like normal I'm not going anywhere now until like May so <laughs> yay <laughs> I wanted to say thank you to all of the new Coven members. There's been a, a surge of you guys joining, and I really appreciate you. I need to do a shout-out, and I will do that on the next um, episode. But thank you so much for joining and for being in our sacred space. The The Coven, for me, and I know for quite a few other people, is this is our safe place. Um, it's where we can express our spirituality without judgment and, and learn together. So I really, really appreciate you guys. Um, yeah. Anyway, I gotta go. I'm starting to fade really, really bad. My eyes are like hardly open. It's just like little slits at this point. So I will let you guys go. I promise next week I will have a way better episode. I love you all. Until next time, stay witchy. Bye-bye. <laughs>